Hello friends and thanks for being here. It's episode number 53 of No Putts Given. A ton of new products coming to the market this week, so we're going to go around the room and break them down. Let's get it. No Putts Given is powered by My Golf Spy, the most extensive reviews in golf. Before you buy, My Golf Spy. Nine million readers do it every year. Check us out. Okay, like I said, thanks for being here and don't forget to subscribe, like us, comments, leave us reviews. We wanna know what you're thinking. Um, so today we have Tony, Harry, and Chris as always here to chat with us. And uh, guys, how's it going? How's your week been? Being busy. Yeah, lots coming out on Monday. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah, Monday. A lot of stuff happened. And some of the Monday stuff had to get pushed to Wednesday because Monday was so busy. Anyway, yeah, it's yep. a good yep. good week for equipment. This is like a a mid January quality week for for new golf equipment. I was gonna say, is this this is normally not this time of year for everyone to get new product out? Correct. I mean, you see a trickle, like you know, you'll. Just about everybody has something new in the fall. It's just odd where three companies are like, yeah, let's just do it all in one day. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we break that down, um, I wanted to chat quickly and get everyone's thoughts. No patrons at the Masters taking place in November this year. So shoot, that means we can't go. <laughs> like we can get in there anyway. So and Yeah, now you don't get to go for two years, right? Because they did a, the <laughs> refund thing. So like if you had tickets for this yeah. year, they're automatically uh, you know, applying those to next year. So... 2022 next best opportunity and my big question is if if there's no patrons at the tournament do they still call them patrons who's gonna eat the uh, pimento cheese sandwiches for one dollar <laughs> fifty i will hopefully you can order those by mail i don't know yeah is it just pimento cheese and bread is there something else on it no that's the sandwich that's, yeah it's that's cheese the, sandwich basically yeah there's nothing wrong with that like miranda says that like it's a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> okay extremely relevant news that we're talking about today thanks for tuning into our golf podcast <laughs> all right so let's jump into the bulk of our conversation today tony i'm gonna have you go first new tailor-made irons take a stand are these the best looking irons that tailor-made has ever made yes um, am i done was that i mean you've got a little bit more time you're on the clock okay yeah no i think if you look aesthetically clean kind of flowing lines tailor-made in the past we look kind of like the rsi line was somebody commented on where the the technology was always visible that was a big thing the tailor-made visible technology so you could see slots and bright colors sometimes even on, on irons that targeted better players here you have really clean dare we say mizuno like lines uh an emphasis on on feel and and the aesthetics of it and i think the stuff doesn't happen necessarily. It's not planned. It's sort of the progression as as designers move in and out of new roles. So, you know, several years ago, RSI lines, the, the lead designer was, you know, a guy. We don't have to mention names here. And then somebody else took over, evolved the line. And now it's, it's you know, you have a, somebody else, Matt Bovee, who's who's kind of running the iron lineup now. And you're you're seeing sort of as as people move in and out, aesthetics progress change and in this case i think clearly for the better all right harry take a stand are these the best tailor-made irons that you've ever seen best looking right yes best looking sorry yes and then i and then i'm just gonna quote tony <laughs> i mean i mean just look at them look they are like one of those phenomenal looking irons that you're like do i even play them or does do i just put them on my shelf um 
I, they are one of those ones that you're, you're like, ooh. I don't play Blades because I just want the forgiveness, but I might go buy them. Um, they're that good looking. Um, I am considering right now, yes. Considering playing them or putting them on your shelf? And does your wife have an opinion as to whether- My wife does not have an opinion, no. No. As to whether you can decorate with the golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> she does not get an opinion. <laughs> this is going into my man cave when we get... A man cave? <laughs> <laughs> right now the man cave is a cardboard box it in is. the dining room. <laughs> no, there are, they are very, very beautiful looking irons. Very far away from, the, in my opinion, the worst looking iron, which is the burner bubble oversized back in, back in the day. But, I mean... The, the closest thing to these, in my opinion, were the RACTPMB uh, irons back in 2008. I thought they were good looking irons, um, but these just blow them out of the water. All right, Chris, take a stand. Are these the best looking irons TaylorMade has ever made? Uh, yes, but with two big asterisks. No uh, asterisks. No, this is yes, yes or no question. Yes. I'll allow an asterisk. Thank you. <laughs> Do appreciate that. Um, asterisk number one. I would love to see them from a dress. Now I've I've no doubt I've never I haven't seen them in person, so I haven't seen them in hand. So it's hard to say definitively. Go. Harry, Harry, could you please address Harry, the iron? Can you show it to me from a dress? I Here you go. I, I do think that's an interesting point, though. Like as much as we talk about how irons look, we're talking a lot about how they look like on a shelf or on a wall. And one of the first things that I look at with an iron is how it looks at a dress. And that's where, you know, I think you get people that are very picky about top line and how that flows into the hosel and the neck transition. What does that look like? So I'm not 100% sold on that. I'd want to see that first. But by all accounts, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to say that this is most likely the best one they've had from an aesthetic standpoint. The other half asterisk, I guess, would be I would love to see the old TP logo. Right, the the old kind of Corvette looking symbol badge. You could do something really uh, cool with that. So you mean like the racing flags? Like I just yes, no, yes, no, no. I love those. No, I we have those. grown up from fourteen years old. It's it's Chris's time, so I will yield. But I'm just no. saying, if for me, if you had that like super clean, that little thing on the toe or whatever, that would be um, that'd be pretty killer. But. What do I know? Dude, I bet you were the kid that when you had hair back in the day, if you ever did have hair. <laughs> I did have hair. And we've seen that that high school football picture. Dude, you yeah. would have those three go faster stripes like in your hair. <laughs> That's why yes. you won that racing stripe on this club. Yes. Yeah, it's not a stripe, it's the logo. It's the the little badge looking uh, I know what I know what you mean, but no. I mean you have this like <laughs> super sleek, clean design that's just like where the where what passes for, I guess, what you would call the color, and it comes from from mixing textures and finishes yeah. like brushed and polished steel. And, and you yeah. want to throw bright red racing flags on that? <laughs> just a little one, just a little <laughs> garnish. You know, like you go to a great restaurant, and, and, and the presentation, how they plate the food. Taylor made, do not listen to Chris. You did an excellent job here. He Taylor made, give me a little garnish. Hey, Chris, go buy a sticker and then yeah, plop it on there with yeah. your like tree fitty. Sticker you put on your X1 Honey. <laughs> X1 shaft. Honey irons. I, yeah. Done. 
Such okay. a bad idea. <laughs> Unanimous across the board. Yes, they're the best looking irons. Chris, you have an asterisk. Okay, moving on. Mizuno on Monday announced the new ES21 wedge. So I want to know, did Mizuno just create a whole new wedge category? Chris, let's start with you. What do you think? If you say yes with an asterisk, I'm leaving. So not yet. They have not created a new category as of yet. It's one of those things we'll know in retrospect whether they did or not. And the reason I say that is this. You know, you go back to a certain point in time and there's been transition. There used to be a point in time where if you saw somebody like with a two-ball putter, kind of looked at them like, what is that hideous-looking thing, right? And, and it got to the point where... It looked really odd at first uh, by uh, by most accounts. It was very, very different based on what else was in the market. And it genuinely, uh, generally found a level of acceptance with a lot of different players. Um, so the question being here with wedges, something that has, you know, is a little bit bigger, maybe has, you know, like this one's a little bit more of a high toe design, but there's more technology from a CG standpoint. Does it allow people to hit different shots and, do something uh, different in terms of performance that other wedges to date have not been able to accomplish. Um, I think they're possibly onto something here. And so I'm going to say, yes, it's a step toward a new category. If it creates a new category, we'll know two to three years when we start to see, you, you really have to see a market leader do something like that. I think if you saw a Vokey um, do something like that, then you could say it's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen or not, but that would be like the quintessential, hey, I mean, because again, think about it, the two-ball putter. Everybody has high MOI, larger head designs now, right? Everybody does, even even the original, right? Ping. You know, they have designs that mimic that. There isn't a company really that doesn't have a high MOI putter, but right now, industry leaders don't have a similar wedge design uh, with what Mizuno's come out with, so we'll see. All right, Tony. What do you think? Did Mizuno create a whole new wedge category? No. No, I, I don't <laughs> think they did here. Uh, I would describe the ES21, which I and even some inside of Mizuno think probably should have called, been called the DS21. More on that maybe in a later show. But <laughs> essentially, what I would describe this is as a sensible take on a high-toe wedge. So if you look at, at what Callaway did, which you know some would say borrowed heavily from the, the Ping Isole design and then tailor-made with all its big feats, kind of raised that toe and with it raised the center of gravity. That promotes higher spin, which is what most golfers say they want with their wedges, especially amateur golfers. Like, I, I want more wedge spin. I want to be able to stop the ball in the green. I'd love to see it suck back every now and again, that sort of thing. So what Mizuno did is, is take that idea of, of raising the center of gravity and put it into a design that is, in my opinion, gonna should prove to be more playable on full shots. The stuff we've seen, again, PM Grind, Bigfoot, like really, really versatile, functional around the green. But my experience and, and some of the people I've talked to as well, when you try and hit those full, especially like a sand wedge loft, it's a difficult club to hit. And so Mizuno has kind of blended that with a, a traditional wedge, kind of a, a Bigfoot meets regular in the middle kind of thing. And I, I think from there you, you get some of the versatility of a high toe wedge, uh, but more functionality on a full shot, easier to hit. And again, the, the spin benefit from that higher centered center of gravity. So I think, yeah, not, not entirely new, sort of a, an evolution meet me in the middle kind of thing that, that I think, could prove to be really intriguing 
Uh, and I'm certainly going to get these out on the course and spend some time with them and, and see what happens. All right, Harry, what about you? Does it fit in any of the most wanted categories or are we having to figure out something new? I well, mean, it's a wedge. It def- yeah, it's a wedge. It's going to fit in the <laughs> Whether they wanted to or not. It's a bit like um, when we have the distance, players' distance signs and game improvement. We're looking at lofts and we're in between categories for that. So I think that it's kind of like a looks, looks perspective. I think they could be in a category of their own uh, purely because it looks like a game improvement wedge with that really thick sole um, and thicker top line but it's still like a sleek look as well as a as a blade wedge that is typically you you would see um as far as the cg location i mean they've moved it into a place where a lot of the golfers hit that shot anyway so it's gonna performance wise it could be great but i'm a believer in as soon as we find out if it's good or not um then we can talk if it's gonna be a new category leader um in that aspect that's I, I let the performance of the club do it and then we can see if it actually did move the needle or not because let's face it Foki are not gonna are not gonna copy someone else they're always pushing the boundaries and making a wedge that is leading that category no one's really they're not gonna follow someone else's suit okay moving on the new Tiger Woods wedge Harry I want to know should you actually play it well is it is it Tiger Woods' wedge? Is it really? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, that's that's obviously up in the air, and it's always going to be up in the air because until you cut it open, you really don't know where Tiger wants his CG and blah, blah, blah. So they could say that. I think this is a very good market employ, potentially to sell more products because Tiger Woods, if you want Tiger Woods' um, wedge, you could say, hey, this is exactly what he's buying. And now if that's true fantastic it's not a ploy it's it's a natural realization that it is tiger woods wedge but until i know that i am a little bit skeptical when i look down on it personally the face is off-putting i don't like the look of the grooves and the weird squares that they have in there so aesthetically no i don't like the look of it i haven't hit it yet but we'll see again performance do, does it perform? Does it not? Because we have proven that looks and feel does not matter to performance. And I'm all about, about performance. So if it works, great. If it doesn't, see ya. All right, Chris, should you play the new Tiger Woods wedge? Only if it fits you. I mean, right? That's from the, uh, the Captain Obvious file. Um, if it fits you, great. But not because it says TW on it or it's Tiger Woods wedge or you think it's tiger woods wedge right so that's you know i don't blame uh, taylor made at all for for going that route with it 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 makes sense there's a it's an easy marketing story to tell alongside it and so you know i I don't blame them you know at all for going that route i do wonder if there isn't an opportunity like it made me think right away about Vokey's k grind because that came directly from tom kite hence the k in k grind and so you kind of wonder you know what would that look like if companies started talking more about what players use different grinds and why? And and I don't think, you know, Vokey would start going, hey, this is the Tom Kite Wedge or anything like that. But, um, you know, if you really started to look at what players use what grinds and, and, and for what reasons, again, it goes back to that performance story here that you're talking about. So um, if you're, you know, if you're looking at saying, oh, it's, a, it's the TW grind. Oh, this is great. This is one that Tiger uses. 
I don't have a wedge game like Tiger's. Um, I'm not nearly <laughs> as point. good as him. So <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm the same way. <laughs> I don't know that what benefits Tiger Woods is going to be what benefits me at all. In 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 fact, I might see, hey, Tiger Woods grind. Okay, not a chance. I want it. Yeah, that is, you know, that's that's not going to be fit for me. But I, you know, I don't know. You you have to get out and try him. But I'm. Eh, Can eh. I just quickly jump in? I know it's not my turn, but well, you, yeah. You, yeah, you did say something great about the every grind. Well, the K grind, Titleist, every grind that they do is based on a pro player from what I've been told um, um, from a, a fitting um, rep, but they don't publicize it. I, I didn't know that. Potentially, that is a great way to sell more products, but I think they're more about performance and not about saying, hey, this is what this guy plays. All right, Tony, you're on the clock. Should you actually play Tiger's Wedge? You probably know the most about it out of everyone. Yes. <laughs> so first I would say to Harry that yeah, in, in every press release with a with a new wedge grind, Titleist always makes a point to mention uh, who on tour happens to use that grind. I typically don't focus on it because I've, I fundamentally believe that you know, your choice in a wedge shouldn't be driven by who on tour happens yeah. to be playing it. And so I think that rolls nicely into the Tiger conversation. So I tend to be a guy who who believes in grinds from a fitting perspective i I believe they're hugely important i don't know if we may have mentioned that or not time or two Um, so you know i've been hard on tailormade in the past i've always felt like their grind options were were limited compared to titleist and and even callaway kind of the the market leaders in the wedge space so for me the the release of a new grind, the addition of a new grind to the lineup is is always going to be a good thing. And obviously, from a marketing perspective, if you can stick a T-dub on it, you know that's going to help you a little bit. The grind itself, quite frankly, reads similarly to what you would expect from a, a Vokey D-grind. Sort of a kind of a, a wide sole, better player's wedge with, with plenty of relief to give you some versatility to use it around the green. So... Uh, it's a double-edged sword where you think, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I maybe shouldn't play a Tiger Woods wedge because, you know, he, hey, he's an all-time great and I'm, I'm just a, a, a weekend scrub. But at the same time, right, that grind has a purpose and, and you are going to have similarities in your game to Tiger Wood. And, and it's like Chris said, if that grind fits you, it's, it's not sort of like this out of the world, totally bizarre grind. It's, it's right. a relatively st- simple, straightforward, logical grind. I think you know, it's, it's probably going to work well for a lot of golfers. And in that respect, yeah, I think I'm, I'm all for it. Welcome addition to the TaylorMade Wedge lineup. All right, moving on. So there's so many new products. All of these are new products. But the new TaylorMade Spider, I want to know, did they just make a mallet that feels like a blade? Chris, why don't you jump in on this one? Uh, this one, I don't like this one because okay. it it's it's so halfway in between like four or five different things. So the idea here, right, is that it's a more forward center of gravity um, mallet, right? So if you look down at it, you know, the footprint of it is of a larger putter. And typically what we see with larger putters is the reason you have that larger footprint is that you can take weight and move it away from the face. You can move it rear and toward the, you know, toward the perimeter of whatever that footprint is to try and help MOI make it a more forgiving, more stable, right? A more stable putter. So the idea here is like, hey, this looks like that, but it really isn't. And so my question with this is really, who is this for? 
I, I, I get theoretically who it's for, but I just don't know how many of those people are actually out there. I think people that want to play a mallet like the stability and the performance that they get from that and people that want to play a blade, there's better ways, I think, to make a blade play more stable than to take a blade and make it look like something it isn't. So this one's just kind of too halfway in between a couple different worlds, and I, I don't know that it does either of them well. All right, Tony, I see you're ready. What do you think? Yeah, honestly, I don't I don't have a strong opinion either way. I'm not I'm not a guy who is a, I'm 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 your wedge guy. I'm not yeah. your putter guy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think Chris makes some valid points, but I I think if you're looking at hey, how do how do I create a product that that fits a guy who maybe doesn't actually know what fits him or thinks that he belongs in something else? This isn't a bad stab at that. So you you have guys who realistically need the type of performance that you would typically get out of a blade more often than you would get out of a mallet. And so like there's a mindset like I, I am a mallet guy. I play mallets and, you know, that mindset may not correlate with actual reality. And so if you are and I'm a mallet guy, but you probably don't need a mallet or wouldn't or may not even benefit from a mallet then I guess this is potentially an option to sort of resolve the conflict between who you are and who you think you are as a putter. But like I said, I'm, eh, whatever. All right, Harry, did they make a mallet that feels like a blade? Um, short answer, yes. Um, I've hit it here in the studio. I, my only concern about this is with this model, are they trying to fix a problem that isn't there? That's, that is my, my only thing is like deep thoughts from Harry deep tip. Um, <laughs> I just don't see it like, and I've, and I've hit it here. So I have it right here. It is, it is very close to the spider mini, um, for size wise. And if you hit off the toe, it feels like a, a toe hang putter from a blade. That's really uh, severe. And, and you feel that like dead feeling off the face. And then when you hit off the middle, it's still, it, it feels fine, but it doesn't feel consistent. I just don't personally like it. Um, especially when with this, this is, this is another thing that when you look down at this, I'll have to turn upside down for you, but that black and white combo, you can see the whole face and it looks like you've got 10 degrees of loft. So it makes you, it makes you manipulate the the face angle of it by forward pressing therefore you're delofting and therefore you might be hidden into the ground just purely because of perception so personally i think they're fixing a problem that's not there that's that's my bottom line all right so another unanimous category everybody's eh on it right <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, solidly meh yeah solidly meh i think from another perspective it's you know it's a step towards complexity as opposed to simplicity. And we know that golfers struggle with getting fit. We know this. So you go to get fit for a putter. And now we're talking about toe hang, arc, tempo, MOI, effective MOI, 
things that are torque balanced, toe up designs, all these things. And, and consumers are already confused, right? What length putter do I need? What weight should, you know, if the greens are faster, should I go with a lighter putter? If they're slower, should I go with a heavier putter? What does that look like? I'm getting conflicting information. And now I have a mallet that plays like a blade or a blade that plays like a mallet, or I have, you know, it just introduces another layer of unnecessary confusion to a conversation that golfers already can't really, uh, you know, navigate their way through very well. All right, let's start a new clock. Title is Black Irons, and this is personal preference. I want to know, Tony, do you prefer black or chrome irons? This is this is crazy. Like, all of a sudden, we have props for every topic. I, don't know. <laughs> I know, right? Like, how that You guys came prepared. Yeah, no, I brought everything up in case we decide to talk about it. Uh Definitely prefer black wedges. So I've I've been in in Vokey Jet Black for the last couple of releases. Like the the Ping Black stuff, the the Stealth wedges they did look really good. Cobra's black wedges look really good as well. Black irons, I tend to be. It, it really depends on the execution, and and for better or worse, mostly worse. Uh, the majority of of black irons on the market tend to be PVD finish, which which wears quickly and your hope is, hey, does it does it kind of wear gracefully and, and slowly turn gray, so to speak? Or or is it kind of a poorly applied finish on top of being a not so durable finish where in addition to wearing it, it chips and things like that. So, you know, I'm, they look great. Absolutely phenomenal looking now. Uh I'm not I'm not convinced and when you get into again like the the T100 or excuse me the T200 in particular where you also have a badge that comes into play and you need to 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 plate the badge as well there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong a lot of things that can get scratched up and wear so you know I'm I'm giving them a go I'm I'm curious to see what they look like but typically I tend to gravitate towards like I said black flat black wedges and sort of flatter satin finishes mizuno jpx 921 tour is a good example type finishes and irons all right harry black or chrome irons mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> that's definitive i don't know what the hell that noise was but mm-hmm. um final jeopardy meets disney uh, yeah. <laughs> here's, here's my thing is i don't care the only thing is is when I got my wedge fin, I'll go back to the fitting. Um, I I had a chrome option and a and a, a jet black option as well, and the chrome version looked huge to me, and I, they're all the same specs, but for my eye, it just looked bigger. It looked like a plate compared to the the um, the black version. So I went for the smaller compressed model that it, to me it looked like it was compressed, but in reality they're exactly the same specs. Um, so it's for me it would be just a whatever fits my eye and of course as tony brought up a great point with it's if they're gonna wear and it just looks like shit at the end of the day i probably won't go for it and chrome's always going to stay that consistent look for the most part all right chris how about you black or chrome irons i'm going chrome i'm definitively in the chrome category um the my issue with the black ones i love how they look like i said out of the box on the wall, etc. To me, black irons are like uh, bubble gum. And and when you were a kid, or maybe this is still kind of where you're at, you get that bubble gum that's like really amazingly good for about 34 seconds. And then after a minute and a half, you want to chuck it in the trash. Uh, mm. Now, 
No, you got to just power through that. You just keep chewing. <laughs> just until it's like hard and a rock in your jaw. I think you're specifically talking about the gumball machines, the ones you have to put a quarter in. That's what you're talking about. Double bubble is absolutely yep. in there. Hubba Bubba actually lasts a little long. Hubba Bubba might be like the DLC. Here's my mm. point. Okay. Is black finishes <laughs> are always going to wear. Black, you know, what we know about black finishes are going to wear um, over time. If it's a really cheap PVD finish, it's going to wear quicker. That's like the really nasty gumball gum stuff. If it's a higher quality PVD or a DLC finish, something like that, you might get more of a hubba bubba experience. Like it's going to last a little longer. Mm -hmm. Like Tony said, maybe you just power through that a little bit. But eventually it's going to wear. And they're going to show more wear than. I would like to see out of an iron. I tend to look at like raw wedges. I love that. I love seeing uh, some of the rust develop, the patina. It's because they spin more, right? Is, is, it, is it the spin? Is it the extra <laughs> Yes, spin? it's because it spins more. I still got one soaking in the hot tub currently. It should be ready uh, here in about a week. Um, but no, I... I <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> I like the way that that looks. But I was also the guy, you know, my baseball hats would always be sweaty and sweat stained and, and my bat would have like layers of tape and nasty stuff on it. And I always like to have something like that in my, in my kit that, that looked really kind of just worn used and, and, and good like that, but not my irons. I like the Chrome. I like the shiny. Yeah, I like yeah. that out of the, out of the irons. I don't want my, uh, if I honestly, if I were to go with a finish on an iron instead of Chrome, I would actually go raw. Would you go? Would you go red with the with a flag on it? Like I would go with a nice big ass, yeah, uh, a Corvette stamp <laughs> on the back. No, I would go with something super simple. Like I would just go straight up, either raw or like a nice, uh, like yeah, just a really basic satin. But black, it looks so good. You want it to be able to stay so good, and that is so frustrating to me when it. You know, uh, the, it just starts to lose its flavor pretty yeah. quickly for me. And I think a good point about it is resale value because everyone knows that once you're done with oh, clubs, God. <laughs> don't no, even. No, yes. Once, no. Yeah. So once you're done with with clubs, you're like, oh, do I keep them? No, I'm going to sell them. So you're probably going to lose a lot of money because they they look battered and they look used. So. Yeah, and if you care about resale value when you're looking yeah. for a club, I I you know again right. different topic, but. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a math game, right? There are more durable finishes. We talk about the the DLC and the DBM, and if you're if you're just making a few sets, that that few extra dollars per club doesn't really add up. But if you're making several thousand, and each one costs you two to three dollars more for the finish, you know, math being what it is, and exponential growth and whatnot, it's you either have to charge the consumer more, in which case you have guys going on, I don't pay a thousand, you know, $200 more for black irons, that's stupid. Or you get PVD, and so we get PVD. I need to make this clock visible so that you guys can self-regulate. <laughs> I think we make whatever jingle it was that Harry sang is your, like, you know, do, at Miss do, America. Do, 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 do. No, no, not Ra that one, the one you did oh, today. The final mm -hmm. Jeopardy meets Mickey Mouse, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what that was. I apologize. Anyway, all right, last segment. Before we go, I'm going to put each of you in the hot seat and ask you a really tough question, and you've got to answer it honestly. Ready? I bet it. I bet it's like, is marriage worth it? <laughs> Harry, Harry, we'll start and end with you. <laughs> Wait a minute, where'd Harry go? Harry, if, if you want to know, the answer is yes. That's the yeah. answer you can give back. <laughs> yep. Okay, right. hot seat. Tony, are you ready? Do I, do I have a choice? Sure. <laughs> no. Mizuno or TaylorMade? Mizuno. 
That's it? Every time. Okay. I mean, in the iron category, Mizuno every time. I mean, basically, I'm a guy who's kind of settled into, I'll try everything, but it's like one of those things. My my favorite irons, the ones I keep going back to because they they invariably perform well for me on the golf course, it's it's Mizuno. It's just like I always find my way back to Mizuno. So. All right. Done. Harry, you're in the hot seat. Did you unload the dishwasher last night? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Mizuno or TaylorMade. I can't remember. <laughs> Mizuno or TaylorMade. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I mean, that's if you're going... An unacceptable answer. If you go... So here's, here's my thought is if you're going for woods, you're going TaylorMade. All right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go Mizuno, but I like TaylorMade woods and the putter. The asterisk. All right, fine. Chris, hot seat. Mizuno or TaylorMade? Mizuno. Ooh, okay. Cross the board. Yeah, that's an it's an easy one for me. I mean, uh, I said I I've played uh, full disclosure. I, I've played Mizuno irons since like the the MP twenty nine, MP fourteens. When had no business trying to play those clubs whatsoever. Um, but the MX twenty threes were one of my first game improvement sets um, that I that I really enjoyed playing. And, and throughout the iterations, they've gotten continually better. Um, I, I just think they're so far ahead, uh, for me personally in that category, like Tony said, I, you know, test a lot of stuff, hit a lot of stuff. I continue to come back to, uh, to Mizuno on the, on the iron side. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of the relevant point that I'm starting with. We're not going to get into golf balls and woods and this, that, whatever, just kind of, I guess, kind of start there. So, oh, wait, I have another hot seat question. I forgot oh, to ask you, did you use any of that CBD ointment? Oh, I did. So cooling gel roll. This stuff's really it. I mean, it's three for three. It's definitely cooling. It's definitely a gel, and it definitely rolls. So <laughs> truth in advertising counts for a lot these days. Right? Yeah, does I, it work? <laughs> does it work? Actually, it does. Um, it, it pulls just, the gels but, and it rolls. I I'm always a little sore when I get done playing. Like my back, I'm getting old. I'm trying to catch up to Tony. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm getting there. You don't have tennis elbow? Is that what you had, Tony? It was tennis elbow. Oh, Harry, it, you're going to get old at some point, and it's and it's not as fun. And so I, I put a little of this on my back. I love it. I, honestly, it it has done wonders for, for me. Does it smell like Icy Hot? 100% or smells old like old people. Pee people. Yes. You, yes. It absolutely <laughs> smells like old people. Does it smell um, like old people and weed? Yeah. It smells like a bunch of high old people. <laughs> yeah. It smells like the nursing home has been lighting up. <laughs> It's basically like an old Grateful Dead concert at this point. <laughs> you know? That's what that's what we're <laughs> with just a hint of Doritos or Taco Bell is that? Absolutely. A little Cholito in there and we're good. I was very skeptical. I've been very skeptical of C B D stuff. I but it, it is working for me. I I'm a believer in it. It's good. So I'm also a believer in C B D as well. I've it's never just, tried it. I'll throw that out there. Tony has some on the way. He's gonna he's gonna give it a run. Tony wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. What? <laughs> I have no idea barge what you pole. just said. <laughs> no one knows that over I, here. Say that one more time. I believe he said barge pole, but it doesn't really help. <laughs> <laughs> what is a barge pole? I know it's a saying in England. It's like a really long stick. <laughs> yeah, so we we say ten. <laughs> we foot would pole refer over to here. that as a ten foot pole. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Only English people will know that. So this is for for you English people out there. You're welcome. I'm wondering if there isn't like English phrases that maybe we should have just left in English. Like, 
barge pole. That, that. And on that note, <laughs> we out. <laughs>